Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The Premier League All Access podcast is proud to be brought to you by Ladbrokes. Stay ahead of all the big games in the best league in the world, the Premier League. With the latest odds, form guides, expert opinions and more. The fans are the players at Ladbrokes. Are you in? Let's go. Play at ladbrokes.com. 18 plus, be gambleaware.org. T's and C's apply. This is a game day podcast from Talk Sport. The Record Book. Hello and welcome to Game Day Record Book, the show where we give you a breakdown of the weekend's football and officially award the winners, losers, best and worst performances from this round of games. Now, Storm Kira has not only deprived us of a quarter of the Premier League games this weekend, but it's also deprived us of our regular host, Danny Kelly, who's stuck in Ireland, thanks to the plane being cancelled. So you've got to put up with me, Mark Smith, broadcasting here from our Storm Bunker here at TalkSport Towers. Alongside me is ex-Cardiff, West Ham and Palace defender Danny Gavidon. Good evening, Mark. <laughs> good Not evening. Danny. Yeah, Mark, good evening. Well, good evening. You? Thanks for joining us, Danny. Uh, and also, a uh, uh, voice you're surely familiar with by this point, is broadcaster, all-round good egg, Mark Webster. Yeah, egg, eggs, big uh, big thing with me. And uh, and, and it was easier for me. And, and, and Dan put in the, the hard yards. I did. To make it here during Stormzy's aria as um, is the only thing I can really think of it as yes. I, I would I would suggest a round of applause for Danny making it I think it was about a th- three hour journey wasn't <laughs> it clapping in my head a 50 minute journey that took three hours and there were many points where I thought I weren't going to make it so I'm, I'm delighted to be in, in the company of you guys. So, so if you're listening be grateful yes. that Danny is here <laughs> Play from Barcelona he will stay there you- that is my wish stay in Barcelona so. I'm not going to talk about the players for the other club. I think he's going to finish his career there. Benteke now bursting into the box. Right-footed shot under the goalkeeper and in. And Christian Benteke, out of nowhere, has got his first goal for 293 days. Make no mistake, this is an assist by uh, Pickford. Really, really poor goalkeeping. Uh, We'll start straight away, because although there's not that many games this weekend... Plenty to talk about. Um, villain of the week, Danny, you've gone for Eric Abadal. Why? Yeah. Um, I just think, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> well, explain to us Explain to us then what's happened this well, week. Yeah, basically, he's he's come out um, kind of de- defending Valverde, ex-Barcelona manager, um, basically blaming the players, saying that under his management, there were players that kind of weren't working hard enough, blah, blah, blah. Um and obviously, Lionel Messi, who's the king of Barcelona, didn't take a liking to the comments and actually came out publicly and basically hammered Abidal and showed him up, basically, for one or two things. Um, yeah, there's one person you don't want to upset in, in the yeah. whole city of Barcelona, it's Lionel yeah. Messi. Yeah, you, you just don't take him on. Um, and I think Abidal, being an ex-player, um, loved by the Barcelona fans, um, Lionel Messi actually played with him. I think 
you should understand that kind of dress room kind of dynamic and how players really don't appreciate kind of criticism, especially from kind of ex-players who, who should understand that kind of dress room and how it works and how they can be issues with the manager and stuff. So for me, that's something that should kind of stay in-house um, and for him to kind of come out after the manager's gone as well, you know, before it, an important kind of did, Copa del Rey game as well, which they lost. Messi was vulnerable because, of course, there is this weird thing with Messi at the moment is that he's con- he's th- the contract c- kind of gets discussed and his name will be mooted to other teams. He's yep. 32 years old now. It will come to an end at some point. And it's a team sport, and no one person is bigger than the team. <laughs> oh, I don't agree with that. <laughs> dot, 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 <laughs> except in this particular instance. Yeah. He, 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 he is that big, isn't he? Oh, he's, he's huge. As I said, he, he is Barcelona. If they were to lose him, you know, they're already on a bit of a downward curve anyway, Barcelona yeah. at the minute. You know, the recruitment over the last few seasons hasn't been probably up to standard. Messi, I don't think, has been happy with that, um, with the players around him. I, I, apparently, he didn't want Griezmann, I don't think, to, to come into mm. the club and... Normally, what he wants is normally what what kind of happens. So I think Fabadal to kind of come out and cross him got him really angry. Messi is a man of kind of few words. When he does speak, <laughs> you kind of listen. So I think Fabadal to kind of take him on. He's a brave, brave man, and the timing yeah, of it there before the Bilbao game, absolutely losing that as well. So and given that since the likes of Xavi and Iniesta have left, yeah, Messi really has papered over a lot of cracks at that club. Yeah. It's not been a well-run club really for yeah. a few years now. He's really papered it over. So for Abadal to come out, it seems madness to me. From your playing career, have you had any similar experiences where someone upstairs at a club has spoken, maybe out of turn, maybe unruffled a few feathers in um, the in the dressing room? Not off the top of my head, but I'm sure. You no, know, for most of your career as a player, you get criticism, whether it's from fans or from your manager or or even the owners. Um, I'm sure while well, I played for West Ham, so I'm sure I've probably had that <laughs> from, come from upstairs. Can't, can't uh, imagine for a second that would have happened. Owners that are still there, but um, but did look, you th- do you th- get the sense? I mean, again, it's back to that point. I think if Aberdale's mistake might not have been what he said, but the timing, yeah. and are we looking at? The last knockings of Barca, in as being this kind of absolutely all-conquering dynasty, yeah. yeah. Because do you know what Man United? You could have we'd, we'd might have laughed if we'd said this ten years ago about Man United. Yeah, is it not p- possible if Messi's star is on the way? <laughs> All civilizations have to end at some point. <laughs> it happens, doesn't <laughs> it? it? Happens. Border Liverpool, Roman Empire happen with Liverpool, happen yeah. with Man United, yeah, happen yeah. with Arsenal. It can happen to Barcelona. They're not above it just because they are Barcelona. And in fact, they had quite a few years relatively in the wilderness a couple of decades ago. So yeah. it, it can happen. Yeah. Um, so your choice, Danny, is Eric Abadal. Yeah. I'll go with me next. Uh, I'm going for villain of the week as Jordan Pickford. Mm, yeah, now, yes, he's... Everton won. Yes, Everton won. They won 3 1 at Crystal Palace. Funny things. He does, he does do some <laughs> funny things. Laughing. You know what? Gareth Southgate is at that game. England's manager's there watching England's current number one. And we'll get onto Benteke later on, I think. But Benteke scores his first goal in a thousand years. Goes straight through. What a drive, Pickford's. though. What a drive. It <laughs> he's was. dribbled one. He's dribbled one to Pickford, and it's a slip through his hands, and it is. The worst possible timing for him to do this in front of the worst pair of eyes to do it in front of. <laughs> it's gone straight through him. Yes, he's made a fantastic save 10 minutes later or so, but that's not going to grab the headlines, is it? This is the issue. Particularly when you've got the likes of Dean Henderson playing mm. a blinder again for Sheffield United yeah. today. I just think it is a, a terrible week for Pickford. It's a shame for him that there's so few games this weekend because it gets highlighted, like what's happening now. I'm not part of the solution, Jordan. I apologise <laughs> for that. But this is... 
this is the, this is crunch time for any England player. We've got a lot of players out injured yeah. who are going to be struggling to get into the squad, and now we've got players who should be nailed on starting to flap a little bit. And there's something about Henderson. And there was just after that as well. There was he was kind of flailing around when the ball hit the post again off a bit. Ben Teke was on for a on for his brace. Yeah. Which of course I don't know what Ben Teke would have done if he'd managed to. What score a mad collection of words. Ben Teke with two goals. Uh, it doesn't make any sense. And 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 then ben, an open header which kind of hits Henderson, which say, uh, sorry Pickford, which Pickford. saves the day a little bit. But there's something about him, Dan, mm. that. I'm, I'm, you know, clearly he's a, a he's a Premier League goalkeeper and he's got a lot of England caps, but is it the nature of the way that he keeps goal that when it goes wrong it looks absolutely comical? Yeah, he does. He does seem to have a a rick in him. He can. He's one of those goalkeepers that can make unbelievable saves. But then. I don't know, just at times he looks like he gets too excitable. You know, even the comfortable <laughs> save, you'll make it look yeah, yeah. You're yeah. ridiculous. You'll you'll go flying across his goal with a regulation save, or even when he's kicking the ball, he makes that look like a you <laughs> know, and, and, and so he theatrical nat- and he stuff. He natters to and, himself all the time, yeah. doesn't he? There's this kind of weird dialogue yeah. going on all the time. He's a strange fella. I think it's like he's yeah, he's, he's lively, twelve boy. years old and he's in the back garden playing with it's, his brother. That's yeah. it. That's what it feels like. He, yeah. To be fair, he also still has the, the a, a childlike face, face yeah. doesn't he? Yeah. 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 I, I do think he's a, he's a, a top quality keeper, and I think he is still young for a goalkeeper. You know, normally you say with a keeper, add five years. I think that might be in play here. And maybe he'll get that maturity into his game. But he can't afford to be dropping his high-profile errors. Yes, they won the game, fine. Yeah. But for England, in a, a major tournament, if you give your first goal away like that, it can lead to terrible things. We, and it leads to England players being hammered for years and years afterwards. So yeah. for his sake, for England's sake, I hope he picks it up. You'd have been in front, obviously, of goalies. And, and you know how this works, Dan. It's that triangle. Yeah. The two centre halves and the goalkeeper. Yeah. If there's a, if there's anything, there's a little waver of confidence yeah. in either direction. That's the whole beating art of a football team, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it can transmit right through the whole team, and and that's been part of Everton's issue really over the last couple of seasons. They haven't nailed down, in particular, the kind of centre half yeah. partnership. It's changed all the time. You know, Yerry Mina, Holgate, Keane. That, and it's just interchanged for the last couple of seasons. I haven't really nailed that down. Pickford's obviously been more of a mainstay since he's he's come into the team. But if you can get that understanding right, then it does make you a more solid team. And, and Pickford, for me, this season hasn't been as good. And as you say, with the likes of Ramsdale coming through, Henderson, yeah. Nick Pope at Burnley, yeah, there's absolutely. a lot of competition. Would um, you feel comfortable and confident with, with Pickford behind you? To a certain what, degree, One word answer, yeah. Danny. One to word answer. To a certain degree, Okay, yeah. that's as far as I'll get. Uh, 90%. <laughs> well, that, <laughs> well, that, that, that's pretty good, like actually. That, yeah. uh, right, so my choice there is Pickford for Villain of the Week. Uh, Mark Webster, who have you gone for? Well, I, I'm, I'm delighted. Dan will understand this now because on two levels. First of all, he just talked about, obviously, you know, what happens in the dressing room stays in the dressing room and also the fact that he worked in the East End. <laughs> and I don't like snitches. <laughs> Down that man, don't I, Dane? No, he don't. No light snitches. No, he don't, mate. So I've gone Supergrass Fred. Fred, <laughs> yes. Who, given the fact that it's not been a great uh, week, month, well, not, season, not been a great Man United career or anything. For him, well, this—that's the weird. That's kind of the bit that's got me. I, he kind of this. He's, he's come out of this interview. And um, he so said, it's, an, have, it's an interview back in Brazil, isn't it? It is, but nevertheless, you know, by the inherent nature of the world, uh, it is going to get seen and heard everywhere. So he's chosen to make this point. 
And he starts talking about we have a lot of problems. Uh, but the implication being 17 ain't one of them. You know, like his, his own number. And he's had one and a half good games of football for Manchester United. Top whack, hasn't he? Uh, you know, suddenly his name isn't being mentioned. He's got a lot better, to be fair, in the last two or three months. Things have improved. So now he chooses the perfect time to dig out the rest of his team. <laughs> Played a few good games. Exactly. <laughs> there are a lot of discussions. Every group has this problem. Vanity is a major issue. We need to improve as a group. He absolutely slaughters the dressing room for all of the things, Dan, that you know go on in the dressing room, yeah. which is ego clashes and those who do try and those who don't. It, the, the full works, yeah. we all kind of think we know as fans but we kind of want to hear it and then in, then you don't when you hear it because it lets you down. Yeah. And, and he, but he's let them come yeah. out of the bag. Isn't it's it? strange though how these foreign players, they always come out and speak the truth when it's an interview in their home country or yeah. their way on. <laughs> always happen, yeah. 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 <laughs> I know, like suddenly then it's like... I feel nice and relaxed now. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm going to tell you, you how it is. You're not recording this, are no. you? <laughs> and then probably Ollie will probably come out now or some spokesman from United will come out now in a few days saying, oh, it was lost in translation. Absolutely yeah, right, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, it's not what he was trying to say. But he's basically said what everyone's thinking, I suppose, really. I know. He's confirmed a lot of what... Isn't that the problem, though? Yeah, which is... But don't actually say it. Because <laughs> it, just, it, just, it just compounds the problem, doesn't it? And also, it, it makes the rest of the players think yeah, we're not sure we can, what we can say around Fred. He just has not played enough no. good minutes for United no. to start no. coming out. If that's Roy Keane, it's a different story, you got Exactly right. Because there's a, there's, a, there's a reason behind why you'd have said it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. agreed. Um, okay, so the choices this week, then, for Villain of the Week... Danny's gone with Eric Abadal. I've gone with Jordan Pickford. And Mark Webster's gone with Fred, the Manchester United midfielder, for speaking out of turn to a domestic newspaper. Um, I'm going to stick with my choice of Jordan Pickford really? here. Yeah, I am. I think it was a it was a real howler. It's one that will get repeated quite a lot, and it's just the worst possible timing. In a weekend <laughs> of three Premier League games, you've made the biggest mistake of the lot. Yeah. And I think that might be an issue it, for it his England funny, chances. It was funny, but I'm throwing my weight behind... Gabadon over here because whereas I think it is a bit strong for Fred to come on there and have a go at what is patently obviously this really ordinary Manchester United team <laughs> and dressing room and arguably manager and arguably organisation yeah. now that you've spelt it out loud <laughs> take it on Lionel Messi it's suicide. suicide yeah you know what I think I might change as well you know what no, if it's a full Premier League fixture list you don't pick Pickford I no no of course but he, he made 100% of the terrible errors this weekend yeah. it's, yeah, it's not it's true. not it's, it's more of a problem with scheduling for yeah. Pickford rather than he owned comedy goalkeeping I'm going to switch to Gabadon's I'm going to switch there to Eric Abadal so uh, Danny assuming you're going to stay yeah, where you are I'm not budging so the villain for this weekend of Premier League football is I mean not even a Premier League footballer or manager or anything it's Eric Abadal has gone well with an average age of just 19 that is a monumental victory for Liverpool their double dream remains intact oh I think that uh, in this moment uh, the supporter uh, helped the team to work hard to, to fight and this is really important this kind of connection can help can help us to have, to fight for the Europa League in the next games Moving on to a more positive category, this is Hero of the Week. Uh, we'll start with you, Mark Webster. You've gone for a Liverpool linchpin midfielder. Yes, I have. Or indeed, rallying cry, mentor, catalyst individual uh, with a dodgy <laughs> thigh and in the ear roll of the man in charge on the touchline Liverpool during an FA Cup time, James Milner, the only member of the first-team squad 
who chose not to take full advantage of the midwinter break with the rest of the squad and manager famously as as has happened and but even better about that about Milner I mean first of all would you strike me as being well if you've got if you're carrying an injury surely a warm weather break would be exactly the right thing for you to do <laughs> but instead he's been training uh with Critch in the under 23s anyway to get his fitness back yeah. he could have gone away instead he politely asked Neil uh, uh, Chris, it's all right to come what... along <laughs> and sort of give no. a bit of a pet talk. Imagine that. No. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Can I come to the game? <laughs> thanks, Jane. Can you get me a ticket? No, thanks. <laughs> exactly. That's right. You get any chance of a freebie. Yeah. So, and, and then he, so he, do, he does a big pre-match talk. Um, he's then apparently in Chris's ear behind the dugout all the way through the game. I mean, there's nothing. Everything about James Milner says manager. In the future, yeah. anyway, doesn't yeah. it? I mean, Super professional. Like yeah. he's going to do anything else other yeah. than do football. And then apparently, the end, uh, which which I would like to see, and and it's even better. Man with thigh injury dances outside dressing room <laughs> celebrating <laughs> victory of the young team. Yeah, yeah. so perfect. It basically did Jurgen's job, didn't he? Yeah, for him. Exactly. Yeah, he was the extension of Jurgen Klopp. But he could have been anywhere in the world that day he yeah. could have been in Dubai could have been in wherever you want no pick a, pick one a place. asked him to be there no. and he was there and I, I do really respect that I mean Danny would you be the first one on a plane out or would you be there for the under oh, 23s I'd be, I'd be gone, he <laughs> I'd be gone. <laughs> not, not even a, a thought about it I'd be away getting some I don't know what he's doing to be fair James but he's just he's a different breed of, I, I assume he's football. lost his passport and that's why maybe, he's, maybe, maybe, that's why he's there. maybe maybe the wife would let him go I don't know. there's every but, chance nah, he's Unbelievable, isn't he? Unbelievable for professional for those young lads to have him there, come into the dress room and you know give him a few words, kind of at half time. Um, you know, when I was a kind of a young player, kind of coming through, to have the influence of the senior players yeah, around you yeah. or watching you, or even if you know they were watching you train, or a few of the, the senior lads come to an FA Youth Cup game and stuff, it'd give you that kind of extra boost, and you'd want to kind of impress them and stuff as well. So I'm sure you know, great for those young. And boys now you put it there. like that, actually. Whereas I kind of my feeling was, well, perhaps Klopp should be up in the stand, or, you know, sitting behind a bit of glass and watching this, and and the players be aware of that. Better would not would it not be senior pro leaning over the shoulder of the coach and sort of w- with you all the way. Yeah. If you're looking for a bit of a boost, that's got to be it, isn't it? Wow. Yeah, I think he's instilling a a sense of um, sort of pride. In all the players at that club, they're they're a real unit. They all seem to have this good relationship with each other. Yeah. They're very tight. Yes, some of them have gone on holiday, whatever. But it feels like he's distributing power around the dressing room. And yeah, Milner's taken on yeah. a a great position there as a as a senior pro and like yeah. you say, yeah. surely a future coach. I mean, I'd be I'd be astonished if he wasn't and a coach it, in the future. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent manager. Um, but it seems at Liverpool like it is all one big family. I think you see a lot of clubs now where. The young players don't get to mix with the senior players. The academy building is five miles down the road from yeah. where the you know the, the the first team training ground is. But it seems at Liverpool that all the young lads kind of know each other. Like five or six of those young lads will train yeah. regularly with the first team boys. So as amazing as it is having Milner in the dressing room, I'm sure they they're kind of used to they'll half know him a bit as well. These young lads because yeah. they'll see they see all the first team lads around the training ground and they have kind of small relationships with them, which yeah. is. Which is fantastic, and in a weird way, I would this you know maybe a bit of a stretch, but I would say that James Milner and Jordan Henderson, the revelation of the season for me. Yeah, it, these are two individuals that if you took them out of the Liverpool setup, might be 
ordinary mid 30 year old men playing a bit of football somewhere and not what they are at Liverpool, which is absolute linchpin individuals, which are crucial to the whole setup because of, as you say, Dan, yeah. the way the club is set up there. Yeah, I think also Klopp with, with this integration of younger players coming in to the side and playing in first yeah. team games. He's really sort of sowing some roots there for, for what happens if he leaves next season, season after whatever. This is something that the, a dynasty he's laying out that yeah. will be there as a blueprint for the next 5, 10, 15 years. True. So, you know, maybe he will be there for all that time. Maybe he won't. Whatever happens, they're well set up, they're well positioned. So you've gone for James Milner, yes. uh, Mark, my hero of the week, Carlo Ancelotti. Carlo Ancelotti. Now, yeah. good choice. when he came to Everton, we were told this is a guy that apart from the Palmer job, he can only come in and deal with star-studded teams. He can only play ne- Never football. bought a decent footballer in never his life. Never knew what he was no, doing. No. All, all it was, he just came in and sorted out a broken West, West shit. West Ham fans didn't even want him. <laughs> no, <Yeah. exactly. laughs> but he's come in, and yes, Duncan Ferguson must take some Thanks, credit Dan, here yeah, as well. Because yeah. <laughs> Duncan Ferguson should take some credit here as well, because he, yeah. he did a great job in his few yeah. games in charge. Yes. Um, he, he started playing 4-4-2, and Ancelotti's continued that. And we've seen already improvements in individual players on that Everton side. We've seen it with Richarlison, yes. Calvert-Lewin. I mean, actually, I mean, 1-11 to 11 have probably improved. Apart from Pickford, of course, who is <laughs> the famously the villain, my villain of the week. But when he took over, they were just above relegation zone. They are now in contention for Europe. If you're a betting man, there's plenty of value in putting them in for the Champions League. They're only four points off Chelsea. I think that's right, four points. Yeah. They are very, very close to doing something special this season. And given where they were one, two, three months ago... That is obscene. And given the competition, as you say, for that fourth spot, which I is mean, it, pretty it, different. It, it does seem like no one wants that fourth position because everyone seems to just yeah. keep dropping points. But Everton have climbed the table so quickly. They look fantastic. Yeah. There's a real spirit and togetherness amongst that group already. The fans are buoyant. It just seems like a completely different club entirely from what it was a matter of weeks ago. And he did. I mean, it's patently obvious that because Everton had spent a lot of money on the footballers they had there. So, to, to a great extent, you'd have to say, well, they were definitely underachievers. Yeah. But the problem with being underachievers, they'd learned the losing way. So there was no yeah. guarantee that Dan, they, they were going to get that he was just going to be able to come in and nurse them back to to being as good as they should be. No, so I think. You know, Mark said there, alluded to the, the job that Duncan Ferguson done. Yeah, yeah. Unbelievable platform he's let he left there for Ancelotti because he got them working hard for each other. They, you know, kept it basic, a 4-4-2. And Ancelotti's come in, admitted, really, the first few games, he didn't change too much because he didn't really mm. have time to, to do anything, coming in a hectic kind of fixture period. Um, so he kind of left things quite similar. Didn't have time to work on the training going with the players. But... When you have the CV Ancelotti <laughs> has, when you've done what he's done in the game as a player, you don't have to say too much. You will just, you will hang on his every kind of word and, mm. and, and you just want to impress him and go out there and, and do the best you can. So I think a, a master show, because you said, I think Richarlison through the middle with Calvert-Lewin, um, they work really well together. Um, and they're attacking better now. I think their shots on target are up, their shots on goal are yep. up. It was a big struggle for them under Silva to create and score goals. Um, so he's doing, a, he's doing a superb job. So you mentioned there about his CV and, and players would just thrive playing with him and enjoy playing for him. So with that in mind, how much of this is just a new manager bounce and how much of it is training and, and new tactics that he's implemented into that team? Um, I think it's a bit of both. You know, when a new manager comes in as a player... Straight away, you you switch on. You're like, right, I need to step my performance yeah. up here. Or players that haven't been playing suddenly 
liven up as well because you feel like you're on a level playing field again. You've got a chance of maybe getting into the team and you're very aware of the manager and, and what he's done. So, you know, I'm sure everybody's really been on it in training and focused. Um, just the little things he's probably implemented into the tactics and stuff as well. You know, we'll probably we'll come on to Calvert-Lewin later, but the little things that he's done to improve his game and get him mm. scoring goals um, has been excellent. And they just look more organised. Defensively, they look better. Obviously, Mason Holgate's come into that back four and, and been outstanding alongside Mino, whether it's been Michael Keane and... They just look like a more well-oiled team, I suppose. I think under Silva, it looked a bit like they were, I don't yeah. know, players playing out of position and stuff that I wasn't really flowing. But they were second. They looked like a team second guessing they did. themselves all the they time. Did. And you mentioned those. I mean, Tom Davis came on as a sub, you know, but and, and that's what we knew as more. But you kind of forget that Everton. It was only a couple of three years ago that that little huddle of about yeah. six kids were the cream of the of, of English football, the crop. You know, yeah, yeah, these yeah. were England twenty twenty one. Uh, uh, capped individuals, and and for them to kind of seem to sort of like just disappear and go to waste a bit, Everton was criminal. And the fact that Angela, and also, and, and given the fact that we'll be started with the conversation with Duncan Ferguson, probably the smartest thing he did was that he never rocked the boat and said, "Well, I don't really think I need Duncan Ferguson on the bench. I've yeah, got yeah. I've got some fellas I've been working with for thirty years. Yeah. Duncan Ferguson is still nicely in place, and some managers can do that as they well. They will, yeah. You're they right. come in and they just wipe the floor with everyone. Yeah. Um, but he's he's a very important part of that club. Absolutely. Uh, moving on to your choice for hero of the oh, week, yes. Danny. Uh, this is a this is a really interesting one. This is a player <laughs> who was the hottest name in world yeah. football, the hottest young player in the world a couple yeah. of years ago. Went a bit quiet. He's back again. Yeah, I'm going with Martin Odegaard. I think this is a really good story to be fair. As you mentioned, um, signed for Real Madrid at I think it was 15 years of age. Everybody was kind of after him at that time. He was the the next best thing. He's 21 years of age now. Um, I think he's only played one game. Hey, he's old now. He's passed for Real Madrid <laughs> in that time. Um, youngest player Milner-like. to play for Madrid. <laughs> youngest player to play for Norway as well. So wow. um, it's been a difficult few years for him because, as we know, trying to break into that Real Madrid team is very yeah, difficult. It's a thing. Um, um, he's had a few loans. He went to Heronveen, didn't do that good there. Went to Vitesse last season, did well. Um, and he's on a two-year loan now at Real Sociedad and having a really good season. And they came up against Real Madrid in the Copa del Rey, went to the Bernabeu um, and beat them 4-3 um, and played very well. And as we know, in this How country... play? In this country, obviously, that doesn't happen. No. You stick a ruling where you can't play against your parent club, but in the league, it's just like, oh, whatever, just play on, and it just do, just do what you want. Is that so, Real Madrid arrogance, do you think? Um, just saying, nah, all, he's all not the teams score do it. All the teams do it over there. You see it happen all the time where players go on loan, they play against their parent club, and they end up scoring, and, and, and then they end up kind of selling concept. them and then buying them back and stuff. It's, yeah. it's crazy over there. So he, he opened the scoring. Um, they went 3-0 up against Madrid and hung on to a 4-3 win at the end, but which I thought was fantastic. But the reason I kind of tipped it, why I've picked him, is because I think it was the 11th minute, he left a little bit on Sergio Ramos. Oh, <laughs> really? So, yeah, he left a little bit on Sergio Ramos, got a yellow card, and obviously Sergio Ramos wasn't happy. And apparently he's... Um, thrown a few comments at him. Um, <laughs> I don't really want to go into... Perfect. He said something similar to... I'll go to Tyler on your mum. Okay. Um, oh, wow. Which apparently in Catalan... A record book exclusive. Yeah. Is the same for F off, basically. Oh, okay. okay. Like, if you say that saying, it means... It's as bad as F this. Off. Right, Not yeah, quite yeah. As, as succinct and to the point. Yeah, but so no, I see what you're saying. Yeah, anybody yeah. that wow. can kind of wind him up and get Sergio Ramos saying stuff oh, like that The hunter me has is, become is, the hunter. Can, can I vote me. now? 
Yeah, let's 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 do the vote then. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm taking Dan again. You're going Dan again. I was going to yeah. go with you, Mark. I, I was going to go with you for yeah, James but, Milner. Yeah, but Sergio Ramos. Come on. Yeah. It's too, yeah, much right, fun. Fine. it's yeah. too much fun. No, yeah. that's fine. Ram- Ramos <laughs> getting schooled by a child is quite, I, I, it's quite funny. <laughs> okay, so this week's hero of the week is officially Martin Odegaard. Well done, Danny. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. The Premier League All Access podcast is proud to be brought to you by Ladbrokes. There's a lot more to those 90 minutes than what goes down on the pitch. With the latest odds, form guides and expert opinions, you'll know the score with Ladbrokes. Odds update on Talk Sport with Ladbrokes. Are you in? Let's go. Play at ladbrokes.com, 18 plus, be gambleaware.org. T's and C's apply. Rosby mustn't be thinking of a negative in terms of what nope. they could have had. Yeah. They're going to get probably two or three hundred thousand pounds more out of this game than they probably would have expected to. Right then, moving on to worst performance of the week, and Mark Webster, you've gone for a an organisation. Yeah, not a player, not a club, but a, the, the the top boys. I, I haven't got it in for the FA, and I've got a sneaking suspicion now that Rip Parry's in charge is that that the FA's got in for a lot of other people and they, and there's a new sheriff in town and at some point, if not soon but later, that, that Rick Parry will make things happen in what is a sort of lumbering old institution. Creaking. Indeed. And I think he's smart, but they've had a bad week and they've had a bad week on a PR level, one might argue. First of all... um. As a reaction, and Liverpool crop up a lot this week in conversation, and quite right too, because A, as you pointed out, Mark, there's not a lot of games, and B, they're Liverpool. Mm. So this will happen. The FA, in reaction to uh, Jurgen Klopp deciding to fulfil the edict of the Premier League, which was to take a a midwinter break, obviously, as as we know, uh, said, OK, well, that's it. We're not going to be here, and my youth team will be represented in the FA Cup. The FA... Uh, salt toys out the pram that game wasn't available to go on the television as a result of that um, 
so, so, so petty. It, it is, <laughs> there's better challenges to get. Not least, but of course, sort of forgetting in the process that they've just done Shrewsbury over, who would have got TV money, etc., etc., et yeah. for Half it. Half a million. Half a million, exactly. yeah. Exactly. But, but then, and you, we're indebted to another person from Liverpool here, because Kieran Maguire, who, who, who runs the Price of Football podcast, and he's, um, he, he lectures in finance at Liverpool University, found the small print, which is what he tends to do, of a story that all of the clubs that have played at Premier League clubs in the FA Cup, and this includes on the list Rochdale, Oxford, Tranmere, Shrewsbury, uh, Peterborough, Luton, and even filed, not <laughs> filed. Oh, no. If they play their Premier League ground, um, in the in the sort of terms and conditions, they had to pay five grand towards the VAR. That's a standard fee. Like, it's it's nine. It's like £10,000 plus VAT, which is charged <laughs> by the Professional Game Match Officials Limited. Wow. Oh, so no. Stockley Park charge for the VAA, VAR service. Nice racket they got there. And then it? it's passed on the cost. So basically... <laughs> At the, in your contract, are you getting picking up like half of the, the the attendance money? It's brackets minus expenses. They've all these teams have found out in the expenses is the five k that they have got to pay towards a system which they may or may want there. And first of all, <laughs> if you're paying for a thing, don't you tend to get the choice of whether you want get to not. use it or not? <laughs> So you're obliged to have VAR mm, wow. and you're obliged to pay for it. And how much is five grand to a club like Fylde? Uh, well, uh, that's a week's wages to Fylde, isn't it, for for the squad? That's a lot of money, yeah. Yeah, it's a, a lot, lot of money. money. They probably so surely, come for the Midas deficit shoes we have to yeah. Yeah. <laughs> A historic cut run, with, yeah. we're down half a million quid. It's I, ironic as well, the fact, obviously, shoes we scored as well, first against Liverpool, and um, obviously VAR... Got chalked off. Chalked it off as well. Yeah, so. yeah that's, that's really is <laughs> that turning is the knife in the wound, isn't it? <laughs> it, it on every level... And uh, just, but just as, but, but as you say, not, and this is in relative terms, it is five grand to fold is massive amount yeah. of money. What's the 10 grand fee to VR, which was instigated by the football, uh, you know, by Premier League and then sort of followed through by the FA? What's it to them? This is it. The, the FA's remit should be to look after mm. the entirety of the English league and, and the teams below that. Yeah. Not going to their back pocket and take money off them no. for. This this rule that, as you say, is in the small print. In in their um, tournament, which is kind of pretty much the thing that, but the, the blue ribbon on which they they stay exist yeah. around the around the world. The FA Cup is their most powerful weapon, and now they kind of they've got this little dirty little story. Ridiculous. Okay, so your worst performance then this week, the Mark FA. Webster, is the FA the. Official FA. VFA, <laughs> the only FA that we've got. Yeah, the FA. You're going after if, them, if you are you? Will, yeah. All right, fair enough. Um, Danny, who have you gone for? Uh, I've got to go with Leeds. What is going on there? Ah. Well, our producer is a Leeds fan and is Bielsa, maybe staring at you with daggers. Jeremy, talk to me. Um, I mean, lost again this weekend. Forest. Um, was it two wins in ten games? Now I think it is. We all know what happened last season where they. Um, where they messed up on the final hurdle. Um, yep. We thought Bielsa maybe might leave in the summer. He stayed on. Um, they've obviously had a great start to the season, but it seems like the rails are kind of falling off again. Uh, Bielsa, obviously, this week had that mad round. Oh, underlined by that mad strop at the conference. Where, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I thought was like, I, I actually enjoyed reading it, um, <laughs> to be honest with you, because obviously a lot, not a lot of managers kind of do stuff like that. Yeah. And I thought the way he kind of explained a lot of stuff, 
was very good. Um, you know, going on about the, the lone players and why he wasn't playing them and the things that go on behind the scenes about why maybe certain players can't play and tactically why he plays this way and how he won't change for, for nobody, which which was a really good read. But then I thought, okay, back this up. You have got to win after that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking, what are his players thinking after that? They must be up for that year in that, yeah. what he was saying. And you think that's, that's genius. Before a massive game yeah. like Nottingham Forest, perhaps he's using, yeah. this is this is what he's done. He's done it on yeah, purpose. Maybe. Because um, he's that kind of manager where yeah. you know, he's very intense, very thoughtful. There's a, there's a method to everything I think that he does. And then they, they go and, and get beat 2-0 by Forest. And the pressure's really on them in a minute. But what, I find a bit strange is because I look at the championship this season yeah, and for me it's a I wouldn't say average league but there's no standout teams sure there's a Everybody's, lot of very similarly matched teams there's a lot of division. similarly matched teams in that league so you'd think then if the quality wise is quite level then it comes down to managers and management and who's got the better manager and who can implement tactics better and stuff and, and be else is supposed to be God you know according to Pep and, and Poch and that and no, above above all of that, and yeah, exactly. And he's struggling but, but, to get them performing in the championship. But part of that, and part of the management of a championship club, is working out what your squad depth should be. Mm. Now, there's a lot of clubs in that division who have too many players. There's a lot of clubs that have not enough players. Bielsa's in the latter. Bielsa's squad is very, very thin. Yeah. There's not much option once you get past that first, maybe second player. I think they might struggle for the rest of the season. I mean, we've, yeah, we've got a, a Leeds fan in the studio. <laughs> I mean, producer Jeremy, as a Leeds fan, how are you feeling about the rest of the season? Mm. Do you feel as though this is just a blip, or is it is it all going to come good? No, I feel very uh, very concerned. And the worst part about it is, it's exactly exactly the same as what happened last season. Mm. And they, I just don't see any way of it uh, turning around. The only the only upside to it is it's happening earlier this season. Yeah. So at least come May, yeah. Leeds will be down in tenth, and I'll have just accepted it. <laughs> well, I'm a Derby fan. I happened to us in August this year so that's, that's what, what Jerry means get your disappointment in early because it's, it's, it's worse when you do, when you leave it too late yeah, yeah, they're, they're, I, they're I still second favourites to go up mm. they're still a very good chance they'll go up whether it's I don't think they'll go up through playoffs I think it would just be demoralising for them to not go automatically yeah. they have I mean the last you mentioned the last 10 games there Danny you're right they've won two of the last 10 they're currently 22nd in the form table for the last 10 uh, and the teams who are top of that league, Brentford, Forest, Fulham, were all the ones breathing down their necks. Yeah. So I don't know how, as a player, psychologically, once you're on a dip like this, once the media is all over it, yeah. that must affect you, right? Yeah, the, the players will be worried because Bielsa, it is his way or or no way. Mm. So as a player, you, it's difficult for you to go to him and be like, well, maybe we should just try this. Or if we're you know 3-0 up against Cardiff City or whatever it was, and it goes 3-1... Maybe we just shut up shop and, and, and look after the result instead of going for more goals. But Bielsa, you when he came out with his rant in midweek, he's he's pretty much saying that this is how we do things. You know, we've been dominating teams. We've been creating chances, blah, blah, blah. You know, if I was to play the other way, it's just not what I'm about. Yeah. Uh, so... It's, it's going to be this way for Leeds between now and the end of the season. That, just played, that played out with the Eddie and Ke- the way he treated Eddie around. and Ketia for yeah. me as well. Is that he didn't is play the, him and then, and then mm. off he goes. And then, and then sort of moans about and Ketia's attitude. Yeah. Uh, and, 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 then, and, and then also he's explains... He's so that, stubborn. Like, he's exactly. very stubborn. He's a bit like how Pep is. 
and the more and the more Patrick Bamford yeah. as a number nine, not necessarily the most yeah. loved of number nines that Leeds no. have ever had in the, you know over the uh, over the years. Yeah. The more anyone seems to get at him, the yeah, more the determined more he he's to never him. to not play. The keeper, yeah, yeah. the goalkeeper for me. Oh, let's not look yeah. at maybe let's dropping not even him. Talk about but that. Yeah. I don't think he's going to. So that's the problem you have. Bielsa's okay. so stubborn. So Bielsa's stubbornness, you think, might lead to a bit of a disaster again this season. Possibly, so that's yeah. your choice for this week. Worst performance. My choice. Thanks for asking. Is the winter break in general? Oh, I know. <laughs> it is. I've got to say, like you know, I understand that we need a winter break. Blah 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 blah. First of all, it's come too late because yeah. all the England players are already injured. So yeah. we've not protected Kane or Rashford or those guys. Vardy, although he might be playing in the Euros anyway. But I've had to watch hockey this weekend. <laughs> oh, Mark. This is unacceptable. Oh, dear. I've had to watch tennis. No. Yeah. I mean, no no, no one sent me any messages of condolence. Just talk to, the, talk to your wife and play with your kid next. No. Yeah, we can't come to... I we can't, can't reach do those it. levels, can we? No. Alternative sports. <laughs> but this is ridiculous. We, we've, had, we've had the game cancelled... Doing domestic things. Alternative sports. <laughs> yeah, nice, yeah. We've had the game cancelled today, the Man City game, which obviously, you know, that's, that's nothing to do with winter break, but it happens. But it means that a quarter of the games have been cancelled because of the weather. I'm not happy with this at all. As a spectator, which most of us in the country are... Yeah. We want to watch football week in, week out. Part of the reason we like football over Christmas mm. is that it's hectic, it's frantic, there's games every other day, players are getting tired, so there's more goals and there's more mistakes and there's more happening. It's a soap opera. The Premier League is a soap opera as much as it is a sporting event, and that's why it's the most watched league in the world. It's not necessarily the yeah. best in terms of quality, but it is the most watched because it's the most exciting, the most entertaining, and crucially, it's on all the time. I must, mm. say, I must and I must say, it is the the half baked version of it that has annoyed me. Is the dribbling out of a yeah. few games. Have two weeks off. If, yeah. if you're going to do it, have just two and, weeks off. And I'll be honest with you, I, 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 I generally think, by which I mean, I certainly don't know because I'm not going to guess the mentality of every football fan. But I, I think that we just because the habit and ritual of Christmas and New Year dictates the fact that you're meant to hump yourself up and down the country for six games in 12 days. Yeah. I think we do it because that's what we've always done. And it just strikes me that if you actually let people have a week off, and perhaps at Christmas New Year, that one might just catch on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. become the norm. It, it, that's yeah. when it should be. It should be in December. As you say, it's too late. Like, as a player, that's when you'd want the winter break yeah. in that month where all those games come and you can break it up, you know, Start February or whatever it is. I mean, it's, that's, it's, it's, that's the point. They've, played that they've Constantine games. the games into yeah. December to account for the fact that they've got a break. It's not yeah. really a winter break either. It's a few days and you're back in training and you're having to prepare. Yeah. Anyway, you're seeing players already on the Instagram accounts and stuff. They're yeah. posting yeah. videos. They're already doing training. So, so we all agree then that the winter break yeah. is waste the of time. Uh, yeah. And I got to say as well, a little we? bit of work. <laughs> Come on, yeah, give, give it to me. It, what's the worst performance? Is it the FA? Is it Bielsa? Or is it the winter break? <sighs> I, I could get the hat trick here. I'm know, not giving I'm you the hat There's no chance of my voting for you this <laughs> yeah, time. Yeah, you don't stand a chance, Gabs. I'll, I'll, I'll go. I'll change mine. I'll go with the winter break. Yes. Being an ex-player, knowing what it's like at the Christmas period, how difficult it is and stuff. Well, okay. Well, let's the, we'll let the FA off the hook here. Because I do think time. that... I think this is the darkness before the dawn. Yeah, right. <laughs> Potentially. Okay. <laughs> So, but officially, I am the victor in this one. <laughs> Just like-
play the ball back now to Pearson. Nice ball here. Johnson is in on goal. Squares it. Must be. Chance Parkhausen scores. Dream start for Preston North End. It was a wonderful pass from Pearson. And Parkhausen tucks it in on Mark to the far post. Wigan nil. Preston 1. Richarlison with the header. Hits the crossbar. Calvert-Lewin is there to seal a victory. And Dominic Calvert-Lewin scores again. Ancelotti has worked his magic with this boy. It's his sixth goal in eight games under Ancelotti in the Premier League. Moving on to the best performance of the week. And actually, it follows on from the Premier League winter break because, for me, the best performance of the week has been the championship as a whole. Now, they've had a weekend here with no Premier League games really to look at, to be distracted by, and have had a chance to really highlight how good the championship is. And the games we saw this weekend, we saw fantastic games at Brentford, 3-2 against Middlesbrough. Yeah. We saw my beloved Derby go away to Swansea and win for the first time away for a long time. Again, another 3-2. We've seen Preston go into the top six. You know, little Preston get the top six. It's a fairy tale league. And then topped off on the Saturday night game. We've already t- talked about Leeds a little bit there. But that game, Forest-Leeds, felt like a Premier League game to me. Uh, and, uh, and not only that... Um... I think, you know, as you approached it, and simply for what it is, I think you'll look back on this and say, probably about the most important game of the season. Yeah. This could easily turn out to be, because the season could turn on this little game. Absolutely. Mm. Now, it wasn't the highest quality from either team that we've seen from them this season. Sure. Forest were decent, but not as good as they have been. Leeds were had a lot of the ball and, and looked okay, but a bit toothless with it, really. But the intensity of the game and the atmosphere at that ground and it, I, it pains me to say this. I'm a Derby fan. This is very much Sophie's choice, depending on who I want to <laughs> win that game. But it looked like a Premier League game to me. And I think it was a great advert for the Premiership, Premiership Premier League, given how little action there was in yeah, the actual think, league well, this, they're, they're this weekend. They're two Premier League clubs, really, aren't they? With, with you know, Premier League sets of fans as well. Um, and two teams I think we'd all enjoy seeing back in the Premier League. I think it's 20 years this year, isn't it? I, I don't want to see either one of them in the Premier League, League just to go on record. I don't <laughs> want either one of them in the Premier League. Fan, I but... might be able to help you <laughs> out on this one here because this very week in which the Championship, and I agree, it's, it, it, and, and the logic should have been, is that the Football League had its day, had its weekend, and there was no Premier League games, and just and just let let the F, let the Football League have its moment. But yeah. of course they couldn't, you know. And, and But... but is the fact that this week in The Guardian there was a, a story mooted about the potential way of improving life below the Premier League. And it was Premier League 2 was mooted again. Mm. Now, just briefly on that, what the, that, the, the idea there was is that the champion, it's back to the strength of the championship, but the, 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 the article by Lewis Taylor said that there's, if you've got 18 teams and they were included, funny enough, she included all of the names that we mentioned here, which is Leeds and you know, Nottingham, you know, power-based football clubs. He said if, if Sunderland got out of Division 1, they would make one of those because we are talking about clubs with massive history big and clubs, big yeah. followings. Big fan bases, yeah. and, and her argument goes, Premier, if it was called Premier League 2, which is basically the championship, of course, but that branding would mean that you could make so much more money selling the TV rights around the world. And then her theory goes is a lot of that money trickles down mm. to save the rest of football. As long as it does. And, and it there does. lies the rub there, doesn't it? Does, it? Yeah. Right? You don't want two leagues that are just looking after themselves. No, that's of just the problem. The and do you want to lose the, the, the romance of the idea of a club coming yeah. up through the ranks, coming up through the leagues and yeah. making it to the Premier League? I don't want to lose that. Yeah. I, I think the Championship is a fantastic division and at times it is more entertaining than the Premier League. I think it's a 100%, superb division. 100%. But 
it doesn't mean that you then just have those two as the leagues and sod the rest off. No, no. you want to make sure that it's Premier League is one thing and the rest of the league football is another. And the dream is still alive for all those clubs in League One, League Two, and further down. How important then is so we got Norwich, Aston Villa, and Sheffield United to talk about as representing the championship as it were this season. Wolves, we know, did it before. Yep. So Sheffield United, you know, nailed on Norwich. They tried, they <laughs> failed, you might argue. They gave it a Bit, shot. Villa the coins in the air. Yeah. If three teams come up and one stays around and makes their position felt, do you think that's the championship justifying itself? Is that are they good odds? Um what justifying itself, what the quality of the uh, well league, just or? in terms of the fact that a club could if if one of the three clubs comes up and consolidates themselves so as a Premier a third League. Third of all side, clubs that come yeah, up stay up. Exactly, yeah. Do you think that's is that a decent return from the championship? Yeah, I think so. I think so. And I think it's it is kind of going that way more where certainly when I came up from or into the Premier League, um there was a certain way of trying to stay in in the Premier League. You know, you shut yeah. up shop kind of thing. and That's a massive change, change, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, and you play on the counter-attack. But now you're seeing teams come up from the championship and actually, you know, like, like, like Sheffield United who are, you know, stick to their system of what got them there and still kind of having success. So I think it's not kind of the holy grail kind of league that a lot of people think it yeah. is, the Premier League, and teams are able to step up and um, and survive. But it's, it's a crazy league for me. I wouldn't want it to be called anything else. But no. I, I quite like it being separate. Because um, you don't know who's going to win from week to week, do you? It's crazy. True. That's right. Do you think there's... You mentioned there about teams coming up and trying their own thing and, mm. and not just conforming to a, a team that tries to stay up but actually do something interesting with their with their style of play. Is that because they've got the buffer and the security of things like parachute payments? That they know if they go down trying this new thing, they've got a shot next year of coming back up again anyway? Yeah, I think, I think if you look at Norwich, I think they're probably thinking that way. Um you know, we'll, we'll make the step up. We won't change a thing. We're going to play this style of football. Um, keep the manager, probably. Keep the manager. If yeah. it doesn't work, we're on a sound kind of footing where next season we've still got the same manager, the, the style of play. We might lose a couple of players to the Premier League. Yeah. Um, but the kind of basis, the platform is is there. Um, and they, there will be a lot of teams in the future that think that way as well, where we'll just become kind of yo-yo clubs, really, where we'll, we'll step Yeah, West Brom. Oh, West Brom yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and to be fair, Norrie, if you use those as an example, I mean, they're bottom of the table, they'll probably have full houses again next year, Absolutely. won't they? 100%. Absolutely, and they play a good style of football. And, the, championship, yeah. the Championship is a fantastic division. I love it, and that's why it's my nomination for the best performance. Mark Webster, you've gone for a team you've mentioned a few times already today. Yeah, I, 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 I must say, it's a few days ago, I had him down in every single category, and I could justify <laughs> my argument for each one. I've gone for Liverpool, and I'll tell you for why. It's for everything that we've talked about in terms of Liverpool. Um, harking back to Jurgen Klopp, basically calling out the institutions and saying, I'm doing what you told us and you can't tell us otherwise. We heard, you know, I mentioned earlier on the FA, FA's reaction to there. He sent out a team um, of, of kids who were 90, the average age 19 years and 102 days, played at Anfield under their under-23s manager, in front of 52,000 people. Um, it was a 1-0 win, but guess what? That's what they did. So th there's virtually the whole of, you know, the Liverpool's strong crowd saw their kids at play on, on you know, on the hallowed Under turf. the floodlights at Anfield. He, so, and so, uh, and I think he's done exactly, uh, he played it perfectly, so that bit he got right. And then even better than that, is midweek break, midwinter break game, 
wasn't on the weekend of the giant storm that hit smacked across Britain <laughs> on Sunday, forcing Man City to postpone a game and having to play 17 games in 42 hours <laughs> at the back end of the season. <laughs> It's almost like he knew someone that he could talk to. Is this Liverpool conspiracy Even again? higher than the Premier League <laughs> to ensure... The Met Office. Yeah, no, I actually meant God. <laughs> but um, yes, but yes, I, I'm with you. And it's what, isn't it weird? Is you could almost come into this thing week thinking, who does he think he is? What does that club think they are? And then you come out the back of it and it was perfect. Yeah. Y- you can't beat it. No, I mean, I'm, I'm absolutely with you. I think it's been a... Yet another impressive week from Liverpool without yes. them even really playing. So, I mean, literally no one of their best, yeah. players, none of their football players played. No, well, yeah, another good week. Um, Danny, I want your best performance of the week. Um, I've gone for Dominic Calvert Lewin. Yeah. Um, I want to give this guy some love, to be fair, because I I really enjoy seeing players kind of develop and start to kind of fulfil mm. their potential. Um, and obviously, this is a, a lad that made that move from Sheffield United um, and I looked at him and I've always thought I, I can't see him ever be can't, being a kind of prolific kind of goal scorer um, and I think goal scorers probably who play with him would look at him and say I'd love to play with him because he's the guy that's going to do all my running for me he's going to run the channels he's going to do the whole right. play he's going to flick things on and I'll be the one that gets in the box and gets all the glory <laughs> and scores all the goals but I just think the way modern day football's gone now and you look at it and you know we talk about the managers have time to develop players now and the money that's come into the games and the pressures of qualifying for Europe or winning leagues or staying in the Premier League is there as much kind of individual coaching going on and looking to develop individual players and you look at what Ancelotti's done with Calvert-Lewin in mm. such a short space of time and you have to give a lot of credit to Calvert-Lewin as well because from what I'm here, he's a fantastic professional, um, works very hard. You know, I was listening to, um, I think it was one of his coaches when he went on loan to Northampton from Sheffield United in midweek talking about him and how, how good his attitude was as a young lad and on his days off, he'd go back to Sheffield United and use the gym and stuff and lads be saying, oh, what are you doing on your day off? And he'd be saying, oh, I'm going back to Sheffield United. I'm going to yeah. go and do a gym session. So, seems like a good guy as well. When you hear him yeah, talk, seems he seems like, like a great is. guy, level-headed. Yeah. So it's you know a lot of it's down to him and his attitude and stuff. But also great to see Ancelotti getting the best out of him and just saying, look, I want you to become a more of a goal scorer. You run around too much. Stop running the channels as much. Get yourself into yeah. the box a bit more. Get on the end of things and... And that's exactly what he's trying to do. 11 goals this season, six under Ancelotti. Um, and now we're talking about him possibly being um, yeah. in the next and England why, why not? And why not? Not least, I mean, he's 22, I think, isn't he? He's, he's, he's the same age as Marcus Rashford, isn't he? Yeah. And Marcus Rashford, of course, got the, got, got the silk purse version of being, you know, he's raised and nurtured mm-hmm. through the Manchester United system. Yeah. Spotted as an England potential early, played But let's early. not forget, he, Rashford was introduced... Really, by sort of freak occurrence yeah, of the amount of injuries that Van Gaal had, yeah. so he just happened to play. But of in course, house. he in house. He was stayed in house, didn't he? Calvert Lewin is someone who you feel like has had to fight and fight and fight to get his chance. Various and for the ways. first yeah. season, season and a half, this might sound harsh, but I thought hmm. maybe his level isn't Premier League. Maybe it's Championship. Yeah, but he's absolutely proved me wrong, and I'm happy to admit that. And in fact, a few weeks ago, he was my choice for Hero of the Week. So mm. I'm on your side here, Danny. Really, <laughs> but he's now looking like a genuine option for England. He's got that. Or certainly got more of a killing instinct than I thought he did. Yeah, he's a he's a proper player. I think he 
benefits from playing with another strike partner. Yeah, 100%. Because I think that leading the line mm. can take years and years to work out how to do that. But yeah, absolutely fantastic. And the odds are he's going to benefit as as the season comes to an end and yeah. arrives at the Euros, playing in a team which is successful. Yeah, I don't think if he this I think this is a different conversation if he was dogging it out in the bottom six with Everton and it was still Marco Silva and he's still, and, and not only is he trying to find mm. his place as he a wouldn't, player, he wouldn't, have 11 he wouldn't, goals to his he name wouldn't know what to do. No, no. no. he wouldn't. So, Calvert Lewin's your choice for performance of the week. He is. Uh, so the choices are then the Championship. Liverpool or Calvert-Lewin? Danny, are you sticking with your choice? <laughs> I really like the championship one. I do. Of course you do. I do. I mean, some of your, some of your finest football was played down Very on those, down on those levels. Yeah, no, no, at those, height, <laughs> at those heights. I'm, I'm sticking with the underdog, Liverpool. Yeah. <laughs> Pluck it. It's, it's, I, this I, is I'm you, a Liverpool Danny. fan, but I can't. I find it hard to go with that. because Gabadon, you're not backing me on nothing today. I know, I know. I'm sorry, Mark. Okay. Okay. Um Liverpool don't need my plaudits. I'm going to go with the championship. Oh, it, it is right. a championship. That, that, that was a, it, it was a great weekend. It was a great it weekend. It always is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, And actually, you're absolutely right, Mark, because I think if they did the winter break again, which they obviously will do, just take the two weeks off and let the championship be in the spotlight for yeah. a little bit. Right, so that's it for the Game Day Record Book podcast this week. Thanks very much for listening. I've been Mark Smith. Alongside me has been Mark Webster and Danny Gabadon. Until next time, goodbye. The Premier League All Access podcast is proud to be brought to you by Ladbrokes. The latest odds? We set them. Form guides? We've got them. Expert opinions? We share them. The best fans in the world deserve the best. Be match day ready before the whistle blows with Ladbrokes. Odds updates on Talk Sport with Ladbrokes. Are you in? Let's go. Play at ladbrokes.com, 18+, be gambleaware.org, T's and C's apply. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.